welcome once again to Never Tell Me the Odds, the Star Wars RPG podcast. The podcast where a group of comedians and improvisers and great role players play through the Star Wars RPG by Fantasy Flight Games. Today we're actually doing something a little bit different. We're getting into the Force and Destiny beginners game, the beginner box game. For FFG, Fantasy Flight Games has released Edge of the Empire, which is all about smugglers and stuff. Age of Rebellion, which is about the Rebellion and the Empire. Force and Destiny is their third and, I think, final big supplement, which is all about Force powers, Jedi, Sith, and all that. So today, the characters we're going to be playing with are coming from the pre-generated characters in the Force and Destiny beginner game box set. And we're going to be playing through the main adventure, the kind of introductory adventure here. I've modified it a little bit here. I've made some adjustments and, and tweaked it, actually, notably. So if you guys haven't played it yet or you're thinking about playing it, this shouldn't spoil anything for you guys. It, it kind of takes its own turn pretty quickly. But it should give you a sense of all the cool new things you can do if you're playing a Padawan or whatever, a Seeker, out there in the universe. So everybody's characters today are Force-sensitive, starting right out the gate, and we'll see how it all goes. Getting something, David. What am I forgetting? Here we, we go! go. <laughs> well, I'll do that in a second. <laughs> Hi, I'm Julia, and I will be playing uh, the stock character's name is Sorenda. But that's kind of lame. So I'm going to change that. Be uh, Hazel from here on out. Hazel. Who is a human guardian, and she uh, is a real big gearhead and found a machine she didn't understand and took it back home and fixed it, and it turned out to be a lightsaber. So now she's got to go figure out what that means. All right, awesome. And probably as part of that, you met this scholar of ancient lore, ancient galactic lore, named Romund. She came and encountered you at some point and told you about lightsabers and helped you along your path. Hi, I'm Jeanette. Jeanette. I'm playing the pre-gen character Kaviri. She's a seeker. Uh, Force-sensitive. You know, it's pretty great. Uh, she was, uh, you know, hunting, tracking, leading people through the wilderness. You know, tourists. But one of these tourists was this uh, Romund we've already heard so much about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman's all like, guess what? You're a Jedi. And You're a Jedi, <laughs> Harry! <laughs> I, I always knew I was pretty special, but I guess I'm um, a little more special than that. So uh, I'm now traveling traveling around, trying to be the best there is at what I do. Nice. And uh, what race are you? Or what oh, species? pardon me. I'm a Torbruta. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you kind of have these um, crown... It's like not a Twi'lek, kind of like a hat... A Twi'lek hat. Yeah, you've got the tendrils, and you've got these kind of like like a pope bone thing. spikes. Yeah. You may. If you guys have ever watched the Clone Wars, you guys know that Ashoka, I kind of look like Panthro Ashoka, from Thundercats and Ashoka's hat. It's the same race as a as Ashoka. Don't hold me to the it. Padawan from uh, what's your Clone last Wars. name, David? Snips. You're Snips? kidding me. Snips. Okay. And Hazel, what species is Hazel? <laughs> is that true? Human. Human. Oh. What planet is I Hazel from? <laughs> Hazel is from... You make it up if you want. Tanab. Oh, Tanab. Okay, Tanabian. Great. All right, and our uh, third player is uh, Andrew. Hi, guys. I'll be playing Terrest Voon, who is a Keldor Sentinel. Uh, his deal is that he's actually a little older, and when he was a kid, he wanted to join the Jedi. And they're all like, well, you're a little too old. And he's like, oh, come on, guys. And then they were all horribly murdered, like, <laughs> immediately after that uh, by Darth Vader. Order 66. Order 66. It is 66, right? Okay. Yes, it's uh, a jump. He, he threw in with uh, Roman, 
Romand. And basically, they were like super best friends, and they traveled from galaxy from from planet to planet throughout the galaxy. Basically, he was able to construct his own light lightsaber. Okay. But then there, this is really sketchy. In a close call with an Imperial agent, shortly thereafter, convinced Terrace that his presence was endangering his friend. And the two reluctantly parted ways. That was a bit sketchy. What's the real story? Now, years later, a distress call has reached Tyrus Voon. His old friend Roman is in trouble. So, <clears throat> catapulting us into adventure. So, all three of you have this connection yeah. to this scholar who has disappeared. This is actually cool. So, Andrew, I think this is the first time we've done a uh, Star Wars podcast where you have not been Gippy Bindu. <laughs> Maybe this is just Gippy Bindu in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> no disguise. <laughs> I fooled you, uh, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> so what is what is your species again? I want to give people a, a mental picture. Oh, uh, this, crazy this is this very silly race. It is a Keldor. A Keldor has like a breath mask face and like robot eyes. Yeah. And then like tentacles on their head, but they're like weird, creepy, real pink and fleshy kind of guy. Yeah. There, um, there's one of them on the Jedi Council in the. Prequels. Oh yeah. So well, what's interesting about uh about the Keldor is so they do have these breather masks. You actually come from a really ammonia-rich planet, mm. um, and if you were to lose your breather mask, this is why you also have these eye guards on as well. If you were to have that removed, you would basically die horribly. In like the, a Morton Joe. Yeah. Similar to a Morton Joe. Yeah. It's it's basically regular oxygen-rich atmospheres are poisonous too, and just corrode your lungs immediately. So you're reliant on your little rebreather to stay alive. Uh, and that's our happy group today, right? This Yay! Happy, happy, joy, joy. I'm David Crennan. I'll be your space master today. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Check us out on our Twitter at NTMTO Podcast. Yes, I know it's terrible. Never tell me the odds podcast. But check us out there. We announce every new episode and whenever there's new content on the website, you can follow us. The website, StarWarsRPGPodcast.com. We put all the episodes there as well. Also, all of our really cool game material. So, for instance, we just put up stats for uh, BB-8, the ball droid, based on all the official information that's been released. So if you want to put them in your game, you can find his stats there. We have put up a bunch of stats on um, Sand People, Tusken Raiders. So if you guys want to find Tusken Raider minions or rivals or nemesises into your game, stats are there. So, once again... Allow me to part the veil of reality. Or the blast, sorry, the blast doors of reality. This is, yeah. Can I hit my head on the door frame as I go in? Yeah, that's your option. So, oh, that was a Star Wars reference. Yes. Yes. Oh. Ah, yes, thank you. New Hope. I, you always underestimate me, man. I know Star Wars really well. So, you guys are not all sitting together here at this comfortable table. You're not even horizontal at this point. You guys are actually... As we come in, a chill Arctic wind is tearing past you guys like a like a knife as you ascend via these ascension gun cables, which you guys shot up from the ground a few minutes ago. A stony, ice-covered cliff face goes about 80 feet up or so, higher than that even. Down below you guys, you can see the um, speeder bike things you guys had to rent from a nearby community to get yourself out here. Up above you guys, another 20 feet or so above, is the lip of this cliff. Tall, dark, evergreen fir trees are just visible on the top of it. And even here and there, there are like 
thinner, scrawnier ones that are kind of like growing up around you guys out of these like tiny rocky purchases. So you guys are almost doing like a um, original Batman TV series walk up the side of like the building, you know, you're doing kind of like the crouch walk. Oh yeah, what's on top? You guys are all wearing cold weather gear, all the same. Go ahead and mark two strain off of your character sheets as the cold and the strain of this, this climb are all getting to you. So have we met previous to being on the mountain? You guys probably met uh, some time ago when you landed on this planet. Splintier is the name of it. It's kind of a... I hate that, and that is from the beginner's game. It's, it's winter is set, and uh, these kind of snowdrifts are blowing all around. The wind is harsh. And whoever's closest with Ro- Romund, I think it would probably be you, uh, Tara. You were besties, right? That's right, we were besties. You do the best voices the in the whole entire... The friends that ever were... Like- Say sarsaparilla. I love you. Sarsaparilla. <laughs> Slim pickings is kind of what I'm doing. That's amazing. Please continue. Okay. That. Okay. So, um, as you, as you guys have said, so so Torres, you just pause for one moment and activate a holographic projector, projecting the image of Romund and her final message to you. And this is actually a message all of you guys received. And she uh, flickers into view. There's a little bit of interference from the kind of, like, storm that's coming in right now. Take a gander at this. Ain't she a beaut? So I, I, I'm going to... You're, you're killing, Julia. I'm going to introduce at this point our character voice sheet here. So this is all a collection of Star Wars cameos that our Twitter followers want to see. And we're going to figure out who voices Romund. Emo Phillips. <laughs> Voiced by Emo Let, Phillips. Let's hear it. Okay. I actually have no idea who that is. He's a comedian. He's got a really high pitched. He plays an extremely weird kind of. What like is a tiny Tim jokes? almost? Yeah. Yeah, he's very tiny. But more like a mime looking kind of guy. He's got like a Prince Valiant haircut. Mm. Okay. Well, your good friend Roman flickers into view of this woman. <laughs> What does she look like, by She's the way? She's got a voice like an angel. <laughs> <laughs> Can uh, each person give me one characteristic of what this alien race is? She's some unknown alien race in the Star Wars universe. Uh, pig nose. Pig nosed. Pointy hat. Just a regular hat <laughs> or a pointy head? Hat. No hat. one knows. <laughs> uh, constantly oozing slime. So, your dear friend. She sounds delightful. Pig nosed, pointy, like Robin Hood style hat? Come like, think ahead. the cone heads, but a hat. Okay, like a dunce cap with ooze just oozing <laughs> down around the sides of it over her pig nose. Okay. Uh, really, she's just a pig nose in ooze. Repeats, <laughs> repeats this message in the holographic. Yeah, that's almost like an upside down ice cream cone. Really. Yeah, I like that. In a jar with like with like droid legs. <laughs> okay. Uh, I always wanted to ask her to slime me, but that would be untoward. Uh, <clears throat> Greetings, my old friend. I believe I may have uncovered the location of an ancient Jedi temple. Fragmentary documents I have recently decoded suggest a location of great importance was once located in a secluded valley on a remote outer rim planet of Splintier. I've chartered a group of local hunters to guide me to this spot. I don't doubt what I find will be of great interest to you. I'll send word to you in a few days. And then after the uh, image kind of breaks up as the storm redoubles and your holographic projector goes back in. Um, Did you catch that against the howling winds on this sheer cliff? 
Reckon I should have played that for you earlier. It's all going right into your guys' comm links. <laughs> oh, okay. Just, yeah. just like, what? <laughs> so this was this was more than two weeks ago was when this was sent out. Took you guys another week or so to get here. So now it's been three weeks, maybe almost a month. By the time you guys have finally gotten here, no word. Also, in these communities, no word from any of these hunters as well. They all seem to have disappeared. In fact, as you guys discovered when you arrived at this cliff face, there's this warmer, more temperate valley on the other side of this range. However, the one path up has been closed off by a massive avalanche. Hence, your ascension rope climb. So, uh, Are we getting close to the top? You Could guys I are about s- 10 feet away from the top right now. Dude, I'm going to sense... I, uh, I don't want to be ambushed by anything, so I'm going to see if I sense anything up up there. All right, that sounds good. Are we all southerners? Are we all cowboys so, now? All right. Yeah, I know. So, Kaveri, you're using your force ability? I am uh, force sensitive. I have sense. Mm. Uh, so I'm not well trained in the force, but I am able to maybe sense all living things within a short range or maybe get an emotional state if I'm... Great. So, so I'm going to roll the force die okay. and see uh, how what way the force is with me today. It's a light side point, so I believe I do an excellent job. That's a success. So if you guys have not played using force points yet, you roll a force die anytime you activate your power. If you get a dark side point, nothing activates. Unless. Unless you're a dark side user. Figure that out. Well, that's a great question. You guys can start. You guys can tell me where you fall on the uh, morality scale in one second here. Light side point, your power activates successfully. Now, if a dark side point comes up and you do want to really badly use it to save your butt in a certain situation, you can. You can take some strain. You can flip over one of your destiny points, and then you can use that dark side point. However, it has to come from a dark place in you, whatever power you're using. So it has to be a, a negative emotion that you're harnessing. But this is a light side point, so you're set. What do you? How does it look when you're closing your? Do you close your eyes and outstretch a hand? How do you access the force? I uh, I squint my eyes and I turn my nose up and sniff as if that's helping me focus. Mm. And I'm really just reaching out with like all of my sensory organs to see if I can tell. You sense small animals, little alien snow bunny, and other small creatures that kind of live on the cliff side or up in the forest. Nothing big, nothing a threat, but. You do notice all of a sudden they all seem to bolt away from this edge of the cliff. And just at that moment, the cliff top begins to crumble down towards you. Your chunks of ice and stone begin to bounce down towards you guys as your ascension ropes go slack in your hand. Uh, You've got about 80 feet of ground below you. That's going to be a hard fall. So the question is, you guys have about one moment to react. Like, you know, if you were standing on a uh, rocky slip or wherever, a snowbank. That moment where you start feeling it go underneath you. You have that one moment to kind of react. That's what you guys all have right now. You can take one action. You said there were little ice shoots growing out of the they're like Yeah, side. they're like kind of... um. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, so it's not a perfectly straight up and down. It's maybe like 70 degrees. So, yeah, there are like rocky projections and icy projections and even some like narrow trees growing up. Um, since you succeeded on your sense check, I'm going to say all of you guys have a slight edge right now. So I'm going to give you guys a little boost on your, your skill as well. Can I use athletics? How many green and yellow dice do you have? Uh, three green. This is just one purple challenge, and because your sense of force ability was uh, good and you're able to give out like a warning, I'm gonna give you one boost die. Okay, there we go. Roll it up. Uh-oh. Ooh. Okay, so the threat and the advantage cancel out, leaving you with just one failure. I was trying to uh, move so fast to scramble up. Scramble up to the ledge really quickly? Yeah. Okay, so you like immediately like start going for the rock, 
It's already falling and it's you just hold more. You're just running in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the stuff uh-huh. you grab just starts crumbling beneath you and you start falling and go like down this slope. Since I'm a hunter and I've, I'm used to being in the woods, forging things around, I'm going to turn my rope and kind of lasso it onto a, one of the things growing out of the, the hill. Are we all connected on the same rope? Or no, you guys each have your own ones? grappling hook that you're yeah. on. But I guess it goes down and I can yell, grab on! Yes. So I thought, would that be, a, like, that's agility-ish. Would that be coordination? I would take coordination, absolutely. Right. So you're trying to take the loose part of your rope and lasso it up. Just, yeah, I've looped it quickly and I'm throwing it catch on something. So okay. One yeah. purple, and take a boost die on that as well. Uh, I'm uh, incredibly coordinated, so I'm rolling uh, four greens, a yellow, a purple, and a blue. Okay, the blue boost. Ha ha! Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, my failure came up strong. Too. Okay, I rolled. Oh, that's that's nice. That is two successes and one, two, three, four, five advantage. Wow. Okay, so yeah, you with the easy grace of a. Bounding gazelle, or a mountain goat might be more appropriate. You simply like <laughs> neither things of which exist in Star Wars. But go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I was I misspoke. A a, uh, a uh, mountainic goatin. <laughs> of the planet Splintier in the Blistar system. Yes. You you leap gracefully upwards. Hurl your coil of rope. That's your success. So you're secure, like securely hanging from like a separate part of the to- uh, on the top. Kind of swing gracefully clear of the collapsing edge. You do have a bunch of advantage. When I yell grab on, did I maybe flick the rope over to uh, Hazel? So Hazel, you're plummeting down, falling backwards, right. and then this cable comes snaking towards you. And you're able to like, wrap your arms around it really quickly. Nice. You both swing out into the clear just as these rocks bounce past you. Tarast? Uh, so Taras, could I could Taras use his lightsaber to steady himself, like stick it into the cliff? You just melt your way down, wouldn't yeah. you? And then perhaps use that to leverage himself sure. in a dramatic flip up to the top. Yeah, I think that might work. Okay, what's the difficulty? <laughs> just one purple. One purple, and is there a boost on this? Yeah, and a boost from uh, the sensibility. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a team player. What are you rolling up there? I'm rolling up two green, one yellow, one boost die. And one purple die. Okay. Two success and one advantage. So yeah, you come leaping off of the cable. I activate my brilliant glowing magenta blade and I do a little like almost ribbon dance type maneuver. (laughs) And then I I insert it into the side of the mountain and then you just have to leverage myself into a bounding leap on the top. Very good. And I go, that was fun. <laughs> Since you turned on your lightsaber, can you make a lightsaber turning on sound for me? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Fluid shooting out the top of the lightsaber. Well, turn on that. All right. Uh, you guys all managed to crawl back up to the top. Let's hear Kaveri and Taras. Since you guys succeeded on your checks, take a uh, boost die. And you just have that on whatever your next roll is. You guys can put in, because you can get to the top, you feel this rush of adrenaline as you turn and you face valley in front of you, which stretches out, it's maybe 10 miles long, maybe longer. A broad, sheltered valley filled with dense evergreen trees and old stone ruins stretches out before you. Mm. On the far end, about 10 miles distant, a dark and jagged mountain, capped only at the top with a bit of uh, snow, encircles this valley in two jagged arms. Hazel, unfortunately, your arm kind of got yanked as you grabbed onto that. I'm going to give you a setback die you're going to have to apply to your okay. next roll, um, just as you kind of yeah. get over your bruises. 
you all have a weird sense of slight unease as you face out into that valley. Based on the information you have from Roman, there should be some Jedi temple back there set into that mountain somewhere. As you guys stand uh, facing that, to find your way to this temple, I'm going to need a survival check from whoever wants to take the lead. I'll, uh, I'm a hunter. I'm used to leading people through the jungle. I'll take lead. Boost. With Boost Mobile, you pay as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's my difficulty? Two purple on this one. Two points. All right, so uh, with my survival skills, that is one yellow, two green, a boost, and two poiples. Okay. Do it, do it. I got this. Looking for tracks. Well, let's see how I did. One success and two advantage. Nicely done. Okay, so uh, you get close to the ground. You start looking around. We established that you're Togruta. What color are your, uh, like, tails and your, like, head spike things? I'm kind of a purplish blue. Purplish blue? The yeah, tails so are I, purple? I'm, I'm a light blue, kind okay. of like an ice, icy blue with uh, this dark, uh, unsaturated purple. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're looking, you're looking very cool as you head out into these, these kind of like uh, shallow snow drifts and making your way through these trees. Every now and then you guys hear a little Star Wars equivalent of a squirrel jumping around in the trees or whatever like that. And uh, little snowbirds and things like a that. squirrel! <laughs> you suddenly get the scent of predator. You done sniff Roman? You smell her in the air? <laughs> Smells like tar. There's something big out there. Smells like tar and bantha poodoo. It's enchanting. Stay behind me. You seem weak uh, constitution. I, I, I expend my energy and my hurry flexes and That's nice. Alright. <laughs> like, like he does have think, a broad of one, so I don't know. I, I, I like to think that your voice, that's just the voice coming through the little respirator over your mouth. You know, yes. maybe on your home world when you can take it off, it's like a deep... And I'm just like, but otherwise I'm just like, flat. <laughs> no problem. I've got this under control. Let me put this here we go. Um, it looks like a Two or three land speeders which had cut through the forest here and there. It looks like old tracks like you saw and nothing too fresh, but you're able to start following it in the direction they went. When suddenly your, your ears pick up, your nose picks up a scent, something sharp, heavy fur. And turning around and seeing, you can see that there's a group of six large creatures. They almost look like a mix between a tiger and a wolf. About the size of a tiger with wolf's dark shaggy fur and long Tickles. with <laughs> long long spikes that come down the uh, their whole length of their spine. Like a stegosaurus? Not plates, but just like actual like razor spikes. Like a porcupine if they just had one row. Mohawkapine. Like a porcupine mixed with a tiger. Okay. And a wolf. And Aren't a they called like a nexu or something? These are not nexu, these are okay. uh, razorback felids. Oh, of course. Since you guys succeeded on your survival check, you guys get to act prior to the feelings. Let's introduce our destiny points. <gasps> Do we need to roll those up? Yeah, so we're going to roll, roll them up. So everybody's going to roll one force die. That's going to determine how many light side and dark side points they have on the board. Tiny Rick, help me. <laughs> Starting with Julia. Two light side. One dark side. One light side. And... One dark side. Very good. Okay, so we've got two dark side points, three light side points on the board. You guys can, of course, use these by flipping one over. Anytime you do, it upgrades one green die in your skill check to a yellow die. Also, and this tends to get overlooked, you can also use them to activate certain abilities. You guys don't have any of those abilities right now, but you can also... <laughs> There's another function that's completely useless to you. Listen as I explain it now. You can also use Destiny Points to inject a plot twist or some sort of plot element into the story. What? Maybe not a twist. 
Maybe not a twist. Maybe not where you guys go. Actually, actually, he's I've... on our side. That's <laughs> not. I remembered to pack my energy at crystals. Yes, if you yeah, need something like that, where you go, yeah. like I grab my whatever. Yeah. Okay. So there's six of these. They branch out into two groups of three, starting to circle you guys. You're Ooh. at the edge of this, kind of in the center of this clearing. There's some low, tumble-down black stone ruins, just like you know, waist high here and there. Tall fir trees spaced out every 15 or 20 feet or so. Uh, I'll, I'll scare them off. I pull out my big old blaster rifle and I aim right at one's head. Okay. <laughs> now, hold I'm on there. Hold on there, compadre. You're likely to rile them up more than a two-headed nerf in breeding season. Why don't we try and sneak up on these Riley varmints and, and give them a little stab in their nethers? But I want to scare them off. <laughs> They do seem to have noticed you already. All right, so they've already noticed us. But well, shucks. <laughs> Why don't you just blow her fucking heads off? <laughs> so just two purple to shoot these guys. What do you have? What is your weapon? Uh, uh, my blaster rifle, three greens, and a yellow. Okay, that's plenty against two purple. <laughs> oh, ooh. <laughs> so that's two successes, one advantage. To one of them, I do ten damage. So yeah, you just... I guess you're aiming at the head, right? Yeah, right through the eyes. It goes, and then just right into its mouth, and its head just goes... (laughs) Blows up like the first Death Star. Uh, (laughs) The other two go... And they dance back a little bit. You're trying to scare them off, so can we say your advantage is give them a setback die on their next That sounds fantastic. They're fucking terrified. (laughs) One of their heads just exploded into a fine mist of gore. They're still outnumbering you guys two to one. They reckon... Surely not everyone's that deadly in this group. Um, I got a lightsaber, so I guess I'm going to flip on over there and try to sear off another head. Please only See? flip over there. Don't walk. Just don't flip. <laughs> only yeah, flip. only flip. I will. Yeah. <laughs> and the cool thing about lightsabers, I've always thought, is that they immediately cauterize the wound, so you don't have to worry about that messy blood fucking thing. Yeah, so there's a lot of red mist in that snow around that one. This will be nice and, nice and clean cut. Yeah, okay. it'll appreciate that. So I got two yellow and a green. Well, are you going to make a flippy kind of thing over there? Yeah. You can do an athletics check just to make it flip first, and we'll see how awesome that is. So do I have to use the setback die for that, or for the yeah. next one? Yeah, I'll let you use it on either your lightsaber or your flip. Three just green. three green, no setback die. Three success and one advantage. And that's right. good. That's a fucking amazing flip. Okay, so, uh, so Hazel takes a running start, kind of uh, Olympic gymnast style, where you can see him really getting up speed. And just does like the craziest corkscrew half flip back <laughs> twist thing. Lands astride one of the guys okay. and is going to plunge her <laughs> lightsaber into its neck. Three, that's that's cute. So you nail it, you do your flip through the air, and then as you open your eyes to spot it perfectly and land on her back, you remember, oh yeah, razor spines on the back. Uh, <laughs> wham, you land right astride it. Uh, so well, maybe, I imagine it stops its neck, right? No, it runs the whole length of the back. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna get impaled by a nice spike. So you're gonna take, oh uh, gosh, you're gonna take. <laughs> She's snarfing. <laughs> there was water in my mouth. Just, <laughs> just legs just to stride it to both hit the ground. Hey man, I have to lose sometime. That's amazing. What's even better is the last time I ran this game, someone did the exact same fucking thing. They're like, I'm gonna force jump right onto its back. And I'm like, okay, man. <laughs> Definitely describe those spikes in detail. Uh, you're gonna take four points of damage, okay. not reduced by your soak at all, just as they just go. 
like one goes up through your thigh, and you're just like, so <laughs> you're like, that was close. So am I taking out stuff from? Good part is you still have your lightsaber out. Yeah, she's badass enough to to take a massive leg wound and still go. Okay, can you? First of all, tell me what color your lightsaber is. Uh, it's kind of like a mint green. It's very, it's very feminine. Second, can you make the sound of your lightsaber as you turn it on, please? Oh, I've never tried to make a lightsaber sound before. I'm gonna ask for a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great lightsaber sound in this group. Definitely Jedi's that will strike fear in their opponents. Okay, so lightsaber's on. Make your regular lightsaber attack. Okay. Two purple. Two purple. One black two yellow and one green. So as I land, I scream horribly in pain. <laughs> God damn you fucking thing. Three, three advantage and one success. Awesome. So that's three is that a critical with a lightsaber? Yeah, it actually is. So what does that mean? So that means you slice its head off at its shoulders without breaking a stride, I think. So you're flipping around, land on its back, spike through the leg, you scream loudly and just go whoosh, and its head just Flies off at its shoulders, hits the snow, roll, 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 and then like boom, upright. So this mouth is just facing the sky, going. <sighs> and so, does the body stay up, or do I fall over when it falls over? Yeah, I think it probably sits down hard, and you're sitting on it. Hello, how tall is the spike? Am I able to just like, lightsaber it off? So oh, it's like yeah. yeah, and then it's cauterized and fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Maybe breaking not the fine, but Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> so there's one in this group, and there's three other guys behind you still fanned out. Well. I reckon I'm gonna go after one of the ones that yet to make a move. So uh, I I brandish my lightsaber and head towards them with glorious purpose. Got the magenta lightsaber. Excellent. Yes. Already out, I assume. Yeah, I just keep it out. Okay, so you're stalking menacingly towards this group of three Razorback Felids. Now, which which one of you all want to get chopped up in the kitty litter? <laughs> I'll take that as a volunteer. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just kind of like casually stroll up. They cir- encircle you as you stroll up into their midst. All right, so I'm going to attempt to do like a, a spinning attack in the center of the group and attempt to become an unholy whirlwind of death. That sounds um, like your character. Yeah, uh, he's, ba- he's a bad person. Um, oh. <laughs> this is bad. This is bad person in love with the tuba goo. It's bad news. Just two uh, purple for difficulty. Basically, on one leg, like just like this. Just go. Is this like, almost like a figure skater move? It's it's like it's like a figure skater ribbon dance kind of just really. Just a lot of there's a lot of agility involved. A lot of like okay, yeah. Doing so all imagine sorts of you've got one himself. leg straight up, almost like a Van Damme, and you're yes. doing like a spinning pirouette almost. Yes. I like it. And it's, but the magenta blade just makes it just beautiful. Yeah. Um, like okay. Yeah, actually, that Ooh. appears to be a failure. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So that is a fail with one advantage. Failure and one advantage. So your spin just kind of spins around and they all they're out of range? Uh, they were all mildly impressed. Okay, one of them starts clapping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's a polite. It's a polite clap. Yeah, he it's looks like, at he looks at the other two guys and go and like they're just staring at him and he just goes back down <laughs> and looks ashamed. Do you want to get one strain back? Maybe? Sure. As you feel the adulation of you feel good having performed for a little crowd. Thank you. Thank you kindly. I'll give you some applause over from over here. All right. I'm, I'm still taking a spike out of my leg, but I'll take a moment with my bloodied hands. 
Oh, shucks, y'all are too kind. The <laughs> one group where there's just the one Razorback field remaining. And then turns tail and bolts off. It's paws rapidly hitting the snow. That's a good plan, kitty! The three surrounding you, Mr. Taras. <laughs> and they leap forward. Oh my god. That's a failure. Yeah! With two advantage. So you take no damage, but I'm going to say that one buffets you, the other one gets you from the other side. I'm going to deal two strain to you as these kind of like spikes come like grazing across you. Just It's a stressful position. Yeah. <laughs> so back and forth, back and forth. Kavari. Tarnation. I'm going to spin my blaster rifle around and aim. Oh my god! Uh, that's one threat. Six success. So, I mean, like, 15 damage. Could we say that it goes through one and hits two of them since they're circling around, that, like, there's a way to get two? Yeah, you definitely kill two of them with that. (laughs) You might even just get, like, a, just like, and just, like, crack shot two of them right off. So it just blows through one of the sides. Um, It tumbles dead in the snow and then clean kills. Uh, Old Kaviri knows how to get things done. I'm going to give you one strain from your one threat, just as, like, no problem, but you just have to, you're focusing pretty hard right now to not hit your friend. No problem. Okay, Hazel, there's one guy left, and you're slightly impaled. Right. Well, I'm going to say that I was able to get the spike out of my leg, and I have touched the lightsaber to both sides to... Oh, to your own leg, so you're cauterizing your own leg? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, well, I'm going to use the snow to my advantage and kind of try to slide under it. Under the remaining creature? Yes, and then, like, slice it open from below. Taunt on it. Yeah. Okay. So then I'll have nice, warm guts fall all over me, and then I'll be nice and warm. This is a great plan. Uh, yes, do you want to flip one of your light side points into a dark side point? Sure. Um, since you're trying to pull a slightly complex thing, I'm yeah. going to spend one of my dark side points to turn one of those purple to a red. So you're rolling up a total of uh, three yellow, a red, and a purple? Yes. So trying to slide coolly underneath the thing. Mmm! A lot of threat. Two successes and three threat. Great, okay, so you definitely slide underneath, lightsaber out. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely cut it right in half, but you kind of lose momentum as you're sliding under, and its body topples towards you, and you get stabbed with the spine through one of your arms. (laughs) God damn it! (laughs) Uh, Again, it's like Sideshow Bob and the Rakes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Take just one wound from that, pull that out of your arm. You guys get up out of the snow. Out of the blood. I want to um, take my electro binoculars and maybe look down to the valley where the tracks are leading and see if I can notice anything, signs of life like fire smoke or or birds flying away. Cut to POV. You've got the little things around there. I'm taking a gander. Yep, you zoom in. You zoom in again. Sure enough, um, straight ahead down a bit of a slope, you can see what looks like telltale signs of cook fire. Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, we should take some them some delicious steaks. But how far away uh, is the fire from us? Uh, another three, four miles, two-thirds of the way towards this mountain, which is growing larger and larger overhead, looming over you ominously. Well, when we were gathering our supplies to head out here, did yeah. anyone be like, oh, like that other group of people? Did we hear any rumors of other people trekking into this valley? Sure, you remember that she... The hunting. The hunting charted a whole yeah, hard, oh. hunting group. What rumors you would have picked up with in this whole area is kind of shunned by the locals and the usual hunting tribes. Roman had to pay quite a few credits to get people to take her up here. Something's kind of off about it. Something's 
not right. Like it's a been Bermuda avoided. Triangle kind of She's like exactly why she started targeting it for possible location of a, a, a temple. Well, I'm gonna cut out some nice steaks to take with us. It's a nice welcome gift if mm. they're cooking. And fur. And I am going to give all of you guys, having successfully completed this and tracking towards your next location, experience points. Yay! You guys can flip to the next page, and you have 10 experience points to spend on upgrading your character. Yeah, I'm going to be better at shooting things. What is cool? (laughs) Out of context. Um, The Beavers, kids love that Beavers. The Beavers. I've always thought Hanson's pretty cool. It's impossible to get a straight answer out of anybody (laughs) at the table. (laughs) Okay, so jumping medium range is pretty crazy. So you're taking okay. that and reflect, that's cool. Kavaria? Kavaria's gonna take ranged heavy skill. Because she's pretty fucking amazing. So I'm now rolling two yellow and two green. Tarast, what do you think? I I'm gonna get the parry talent. Alright. Lightsaber so, skill. So like I can spend three strain to reduce my damage taken by three. Then I also am gonna do increase the range of my move ability. So I can now move things at medium range. So this isn't technically an ability you get with force move to higher levels, but I'm also gonna say that lets you throw things at people. I just kinda like giving that a little earlier because otherwise it's Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> So in addition to moving things towards you, if you want to hurl something at somebody, it'll do right. a base of five points of damage. We'll say. Great. Yeah. Nothing Smaller. but knives. <laughs> <laughs> well, it moves objects slowly, though. So would it be nice to just come up to you <laughs> and just slowly go... Oh! <laughs> Uh, great. Okay, so um, we cut back to you guys. We get a screen wipe from the side as, as you're picking up stakes from the uh, dead creatures. I and can, can we? Can, I would like to approach the camp stealthily. Okay, so go ahead and make survival or stealth at this point. I will do some stealth. Okay. Which is three greens and a yellow. And it's going to be opposed by their perception Oh, check. so someone is there. Oh, oh DM just no, forced just his hand. One of those magic fires that just spring up by themselves. Just one purple at this point. They're not expecting you. <gasps> that is a lot of advantage. Uh, one success and three advantage. Okay, so you're able to get there successfully, stealthily, and in fact your friends are able to follow along as well. Um, during this little walk, by the way, you guys had a chance to recover some of your strain. You guys can recover either your cool in strain, whatever your cool ranks are, or whatever your ranks in presence are, whichever is higher. So how many cool. points do I get back with a stim pack? Four wounds. Each time you use a stim pack, though, it's a little less effective. Okay. So the next time you use it, you only recover three, and then two, and then... Come on, man. This is... This is high science. Where's all the great pretty, That's stuff? pretty good science. So you take a little hyperdermic thing and you inject yourself and then your wounds start closing on your body. Yeah, well, that's bad. all I expect from you, Star Wars. And yeah. more. Yeah. Okay, so are we trying to sneak up on these motherfuckers? Yeah. Or am I so, coming up and being like, yo, I got steaks and fur? So, well, that's friends. up to you guys. So you guys currently are peering through the edge of the foliage. In front of you, you guys can see a large clearing with more intact ruins kind of in it. All these ruins are built out of the same dark black Stone. It looks like basalt or something like that. Darkish grayish black. Um, these guys, these ones are a bit higher. There's no roofs on anything, but there's kind of corners and stuff, some windowsills. It used to maybe be a village long ago. And in fact, an icy mountain river still runs through this town. And there's a bridge about 10 feet across that goes over it. 10 feet wide and 30 feet across or so, however long this bridge needs to be. It looks like actually the only easy way to get across this bridge. Uh, unfortunately, the bridge is blocked by three land speeders, which have kind of been set up around it. Like and you, a checkpoint? Actually, it just seems to be like a hunter's camp. You see like six kind of local looking guide type porters. Are they cute? Uh, yeah. 
They, they look a bit... Uh, to their species, yes. They didn't get dressed... <laughs> actually, they don't look... They might if they got cleaned up a little bit, but everyone looks really travel-worn. travel, travel worn. Like, everyone's got mud. The snow around here, the valley's still a bit warmer, so there's a lot of thick black mud on the ground where the snow has kind of melted a little bit. So they all have these thick, muddy boots, and they're splattered with, like, mud. And some of their clothing is torn, and everyone has kind of deep-lined faces. The way you'd look if you'd been on a camping trip for three weeks. Okay. So these look like standard hunters... These aren't like no. imperial land speeders or anything. No, right? no. These look like locals. There are, however, two guys who seem to be in charge. They have much better equipment, high-powered rifles on their back. Yeah. Uh, one guy's got like, you know, some good scars over like one eye and part of his face. The other guy's got a bionic like forearm. One of them is just standing on the side smoking a uh, death Space stick. cigarette. Yeah. Death stick. Yeah, having a death stick. Uh, the other guy is skinning. You can see him skinning some of these razorback felids. And in fact, there's like a pile of half a dozen of these things, maybe more, that have all been kind of skinned. You know, he's like hacking off like their paws and they're like... They're tanning them. Yeah, he's got blood all the way up like to the elbows on both sides and he's kind of flecked with blood and they're working on it. You had some advantage on your survival check as well. You noticed that all of these kills are uh, bad kills. There's, these weren't like clean shot to the head kills. These are like six shots through like the lower limbs. They all would have died painfully and slowly. So that's what you guys see at the edge here. Two dedicated but not good hunters. You do not see your cone of slime friend. As they, as they like stab all the, the, as they stab the creatures, carcasses and all that stuff, Terrace is like breathing very heavily mm -hmm. and everyone's made uncomfortable. <laughs> kind of like, not like he's like holding back anger but more like he's excited. Excited by this? <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is the clearing. Okay. Alright, well let's try to look real natural and just saunter on over like it's no big deal. So you guys all saunter together into the camp, kind of on the Yeah. Edge? Sure. Okay. Hey, I got some yummy steaks and furs to share. What say we crack open some ales and have some fun, yeah? Okay. Uh silence as you guys walk in. Everyone's heads kind of snap around. And then or not the one who's like, <laughs> the one who uh, is smoking his death stick like is closest to you guys and walks up and flicks it to the ground looks at you guys and goes what we got here looks like some lost travelers bad for you but maybe uh, good for us thanks for tuning in we'll be back again next week and until then may the force be with you